Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. It's the Score North Twin Show. Oh, we got major announcement. Major Twins target field announcement. Been waiting all week for Twins news, boys. We've been waiting. Man, it's the it's the winter meetings. It's hot stove season. Yep. Speculation, rumors. Big names flying all over the place. And the Twins, they teased it yesterday, mm-hmm. but they paid it off today. Massive, massive announcement. Def Leppard, Journey, and the Steve Miller Band are coming to Target Field. Keep on rocking me, That's baby. right. Do you They're, have coming to to tar- They're coming. Do you have to tease that? Like, is that like a, a part of the agreement is we'll go on social media the night before and get everyone je- Ah, we're going to make a big announcement tomorrow. Basically, you've got a casino-type show coming to your stadium, and I know that they're touring wow. around stadiums. They are. They're like, come on, Def Leppard. Well, but, when you, but when you put them all – you know what's funny? These guys came – Def Leppard, Journey, and I think I it was Night Ranger, I think. I, or They came to Target Field a few years ago. I went, and it was a blast. I'm a big Journey fan. I got no so. problem with that. Just don't – just make the announcement. I saw Steve I feel Miller. like you can't tease that during the winter meetings, I right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. And and it, look, you tease Paul McCartney. You tease, you know, pick, pick your big name. Lady Gaga. Yeah, throw that out there. Billy Joel. Really? Billy Joel. Billy yeah. Joel's fine too. Yes, but I mean, there's a fi- there's a there's a list, right? Of like, okay, you know what? Night before, we're putting it out there. Entertainment Target Field, we're putting it out there. This doesn't need it. I saw not in 2023. Steve Miller band like four years ago at the Armory, and it was sponsored by AARP, and I was without a doubt the youngest person in the crowd. <laughs> it was sponsored by AARP. Sponsored That's by awesome. AARP. <laughs> I love it. Sponsored. Yeah. Oh man, that's hilarious. Yeah. What's what is the youngest you've ever felt? So for Declan, it's probably Steve Miller band. About ten years ago, some friends and I were in Kansas City, and we went to see Michael McDonald with uh, Niall Rogers, the hit maker. Yep. And I mean, and we were like, I was in my 20s at the time. 
we were the youngest people there by 25 years and it was yeah. awesome i was 17 when I, I went to see the monkeys at the old carlton celebrity nice. room across from met stadium and i was easily by you know 20 years at the time probably 15 years the youngest person there do you know how old steve miller is uh 70. yeah probably in his 70s right dude's 80 years old good for him Look He's just this. rocking it, man. Just rocking Keep on it. rocking me, man. Well, I mean, okay, you know what you do? You can tease the Stones. You know, Stones are on a world tour right now, I believe, or some tour. Yeah, the, the Stones can be teased the night before. I'm cool with that. It's Mick Jagger. He's yeah. he's super old, but I'm cool with that. But really, I'd say Journey, if Steve, if Steve Perry wants to come back after well, 30 totally years. Right, totally teaser. different. Oh, yeah. That's I totally love Arnell Pineda, game. but. Right, but announce Otani twins. Announce Shohei Otani. I saw your tweet, Mackie, totally trolling the twins. Performing account. at Target Field on March twenty eighth or whenever They'll the first game is. We got twenty four. Yeah, we got them. <laughs> we got. Well, you know, I saw. I saw. Um, Ryan Dempster put out a tweet yesterday that said there is now, and I don't know if he was joking or not. It didn't read like he was joking, but who knows that there's. A mystery team. There's a mystery, mystery team. team. It's a mystery team. Uh, it's the Twins. Mystery team. That's why they're so comfortable letting all these guys go. Sonny Gray, Kenta Maeda. It doesn't matter, man. We'll get we'll get Shohei in here. Okay, we're going to do an immaculate grid. We also will give you the latest on Twins trade talks here from the Star Tribune, and we can react to some of this stuff. Bobby Nightingale doing some, some good insighting here down in Nashville. So I'll throw you guys a couple nuggets here. You guys tell me what you think about this. So Derek Falvey said, quote, to the Star Tribune, what we continue to hear on the trade front, just to be very candid about this part, is, hey, we have interest in some of your players. We'd like to talk about those players, but we have to wait on a few other things to happen or free agent discussions to come and pass, said Falvey. Mm -hmm. When that happens, you're constantly waiting to some degree on other teams. So I believe him at face value here that that there are trades to be had here, but you know, there's some teams that are waiting to see, okay, what happens with the top four or five free agents. If we can, I think teams would rather, if they can, if they can afford it, spend money on a player than give up like prospect, you know, capital for a player. Uh, also noted here in the Star Tribune, Max Kepler and Jorge Polanco are the two twins players drawing the most interest on the trade market, according to multiple sources familiar with these discussions. Some teams are wary of Polanco's injury history over the last two seasons. Polanco holds a $12.5 million club option for the 2025 season, as well as being under contract for 2024. Um, God, I would like something to take place here. And, you know, and I, I mean, yes, at least Soto's been traded to the Yankees now, so we've got some steam or a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but, but my thoughts are this. Did you guys read or see anything regarding the Twins coming from Nashville that that surprised you in the least? Like, it sounds like all the stuff that's been discussed and written about is absolutely true, which is Polanco or Kepler or and or Kepler could be both of them are going to be moved. Um, You know, they're looking for uh, for starting pitching via the trade market, not free agency. Yeah. on. And it sounds like that that they um, they are open to the idea, although I can't tell if it's a bluff of Varland being in the rotation. But that might be a bit of a bluff to tell teams, "Hey, we're fine there. We don't really need your guy." Mm-hmm. I can't tell for sure. But 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i not going to be surprised. And my guess is in December or probably more likely January now, Polanco and, and or Kepler gets moved. But that might be like they, they might get a starter, but I, I don't sense that we're on the precipice of like a Pablo Lopez type trade, unless I'm totally wrong here. Well, here's another interesting nugget here from Bobby Nightingale. Star Tribune. The Twins are exploring external options at first base. Alex Kirloff and Jose Miranda could form a platoon, but both players had shoulder procedures in the offseason and could be eased into spring training, so they might not be fully ready to rock and roll. One of the best on-paper fits as a free agent option is Reese Hoskins. We've talked about him on this show. He missed all of last year with a torn ligament in his knee. He hit at least 27 home runs in his last four full seasons, not kind of the pandemic year. He crushes left-handed pitching, and he may open to a short-term contract bouncing back from the knee injury. Um, and, and Bobby talked to Scott Boris, who is Reese Hoskins' agent, who cited the uh, uh, the Conforto contract of two years, $36 million coming off a of missed season. So you're probably looking at, let's say, 18 to $20 million a year on like a two-year deal for a Reese Hoskins, which I think that leads to the question of, whether it's acquiring a salary in a trade or whether it's, you know, maybe a one free agency splash, if you had 15 to $20 million to spend on a free agent, would it be a Reese Hoskins to plug in at first base? Would it be a Kevin Kiermeyer or like a, or bringing Michael Taylor back to play center field? Would it be, I don't think you're in the market for some of these stars, but you could trade for a Corbin Burns who's going to make $20 million in the last year of his team control with the Brewers, like where would you allocate a 15 to $20 million chunk? If you only had one bullet to fire. Go ahead. Dex. Uh, I would probably fire it with the Reese Hoskins bet. So I like Reese Hoskins a lot and he hasn't played obviously since 2022. And some of the numbers that were really like his walk percentage dropped like pretty significantly, like five, 6% the last two years. But I do think he's due for a bounce back and he's worth buying on here. And it was kind of a parlay. I would I would take the Reese Hoskins bet, and I would use Alex Kirloff in addition to one of these Kepler Polanco additions or a, or a good prospect to get a legit starting pitcher. I, that that's what I would do. I would get Reese Hoskins because I think it opens things up to trade in Alex Kirloff on top of a Kepler Polanco other prospect that could help you get a legit pitching prospect. If I'm going to go to the free agency, well, I think Reese Hoskins is the guy that I would want. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. What's Corbin Burns like? What what's that going to cost me? What what do we think that's going to cost me? Because he's good, but he's on, but he's you know he's not signed long term at all. So it's, yeah, it's it'd be one year of Corbin Burns, and I think what we don't know is are the Brewers looking to just sort of reload? Are they looking to? I don't know. I don't know what their what their situation is. If because if they want prospects, I don't think you're going to have to for one year of Corbin Burns. I don't that's think you're trading a top three organizational prospect. Unless yeah. there's a huge bidding war, I don't think the Twins would do that either. I agree with that. So, but I mean that that definitely intrigues me because because the Twins are still they're in a good position still. The division's not going to be great. It might be improved, but who knows, right? Mm-hmm. And the Twins are a competitive team, 
Um, they, they certainly should be more consistent, I would hope, now in 2024 than they were this past summer. So all of that being said, I am, I guess I'm really focused on keeping the pitching staff as intact as possible. And I don't know with Gray gone, I, I just, Kirloff's injury history makes me nervous at first base, but the paddock thing in the rotation makes makes it really dicey to me because I just don't, I don't know what type of guarantee if there's any that paddock is going to be. So like a glass now or a burns for a year does injure me. But they've traditionally hunted for the multi multiple years of team control, right? That's the thing. You're right. I don't know. Yes. I think, and they've done it very well. You know, they've didn't Sonny Gray have, was it two years of, of yep. control? Cause right. they didn't extend him. Right. Um, and then obviously Lopez had two years, but then they, they gave him the extension. So no, here's right. another one too, in terms of clearing out some money, twins catcher, Christian Vasquez is drawing mild trade interest despite the two years and $20 million left on his deal. So the twins tell you, Oh Acc- yeah, there's some teams. According to a person with knowledge of exploratory <laughs> trade talks, Vasquez is coming off one of the worst offensive seasons of his career. He obviously was, he did not play in the postseason because Jeffers was, was the starting catcher in all those games. Uh, but he does still have a strong defensive reputation. I think that it'd be great if you could clear out, you signed him to be your starting catcher because yeah. Jeffers was not the offensive player that he turned out to be. And now the situation has kind of changed. I just don't know how many teams are going to take that. Con- like how much of that contract can you get out from underneath? It would be almost a complete salary dump, right? To say, like, we, you literally don't have to give us hardly anything. We just want to get out from underneath this money so we can allocate it to a Reese Hoskins or a starting pitcher or somebody. I'd love to know what, what that um, obviously very extremely tepid interest truly is, too, right? Like, you call up a team. Hey, what's going on, Derek? Eh, not too much. Um, just sort of make us phone calls. What's up? Who are you shopping? Christian Vasquez. Interested? Hold on a second here. I'll, yeah, you know, I could, um, I'll call you back. <laughs> Bang. Hey, it's tepid yeah. interest. Yeah, I don't know, like, if they're, and again, Bobby Nightingale is covered for a bunch of different teams, so he's probably got, or at least he covered the Reds for sure, and so yeah. he's he's got people in places, and he's a good reporter, and his, his dad, by the way, is one of the big insiders, Bob mm-hmm. Nightingale. So the Nightingale family has pipelines that they're extend good. into Major League Baseball, right? They're very good, yes. And you so... Do. I I do trust this reporting, but it also could be the twins saying like, "All right, hey, yeah, we got, there's a couple teams involved." There's here. a bidding, there's a yeah, bidding war going on for Christian Vasquez. <laughs> they can't get Otani done, but Vasquez is hot on the yeah. market. And then one more nugget here from uh, from the Star Tribune here uh, with the Yankees moving Aaron Judge to center field after trading for Juan Soto. So the Yankees outfield is going to be Verdugo. Uh, Judge and Soto, and then didn't they? They also landed. I feel like they landed the other Grisham. outfielder, Grisham, uh, Grisham right? Mm-hmm. Yep, he was involved in the trade. And he play some center. So are they going to flip him, or is he just going to be their fourth outfielder? Or are they going to flip Verdugo? Yeah, they can they do can that. Flip Verdugo too. too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, but the but the Yankees have essentially four outfielders, and at least two of them can play center field right now. So that likely takes them out of the market for a free agent center fielder. Yeah. So that's sure. one less team to up the bidding for a Michael A. Taylor, a Kevin Kiermeyer, or a Harrison Bader, who could all be guys that step in and, and start for you in center field. I'm still, man, I know that you don't need left-handed bats, and so and Kevin Kiermeyer would, would be a left-handed bat, but, man, that guy can still play at a really high level. He's had some injury issues too, but if, if there is a way you could put Kevin Kiermeyer in center, 
or even like if there was a way you could get Buxton and Kiermaier in the oh. same outfield defensively at times, whoo, that'd be fun. What's the what's the belief on on if Austin Martin has to be the primary backup to Buxton? Like what's what's the belief there? Because like when we talk about well, well, um, uh, Gordon might play more. It's like okay, yeah, but he is a multi-positional utility guy who I don't want to have to play a ton. He certainly can play, mm-hmm. but like it, like is Austin Martin is sure thing is way too strong. Where do you think he ranks as far as if you go into spring training with him being the primary backup to a guy um, who you certainly would be would be happy if he got to 100 games in Buxton? I mean, yeah, he's I don't think he's anywhere near a sure thing as a major leaguer, right? Like he's he's it's it's been three years of minor leagues for him. So he was he played in the SEC uh, until 2020 through like that pandemic season that was shortened. He's yet to really dominate any level of the minor leagues offensively. He's shown flashes and he's and he he can get on base. He's he's a hitter that can work walks and whatnot. But Austin Martin in 252 career minor league games has 14 home runs. And I'm not saying you have to be a, a massive power hitter to play center field in the major leagues, but you know, he only has 43 doubles, for instance, in 1,100 plate appearances. He basically has two full years worth of plate appearances in the minor leagues, mm-hmm. and he's averaging like 20 doubles per full season. So I, I still have you now. His bat came to life in July and August, and he hit a, he hit more home runs over that stretch than he had in his entire minor league career. But I, I would have major questions about putting his bat in a lineup for much more than like spot starting right now. Now, if he comes into spring training and he's a different dude and he's still young enough, he's only 24 years old. Right. But that would be, that would fall into the category of hope and wishful thinking as opposed to like, like Michael A. Taylor was a known commodity. You signed him or you made that trade for him and you knew what you were getting for the moment. Not a great player, but a really good defensive center fielder who could hit some home runs. You knew you were getting. I mean, there's a chance Austin Martin just isn't a major league player right now. We don't know. So you'd be crossing your fingers and saying, boy, we hope Buxton can stay healthy, and we hope Austin Martin is a major league hitter right out of the gate without any yeah. major league experience. That's a lot of hope, a lot of crossing your fingers. Which sort of goes back to, to the old uh, potentially Jay Cave days. Hey, Jay Cave can sub in in center field. Well, actually, how much, how much do you want to rely on that one? Yeah. Yeah, the fact that that guy, like that dude was taking – playoff at bats like in key moments for the Phillies right yeah he actually yeah. teams keep giving he that first, a chance he played first base for him I don't think he played first base a day in his life and he somehow Rob Thompson put him at first base yeah so that's kind of I mean there's so as of right now you know, basically the twins are coming out of the winter meetings here with the the list of outgoing and incoming players is still outgoing Sonny Gray Kenta Maeda Emilio Pagan and as of right now, outgoing free agent Michael A. Taylor, Donnie Barrels, Joey Gallo, who's that's addition by subtraction, and the incoming list still is zero. So here's here's my question too. So that the uh, the piece in the Star Tribune by Nightingale that you referred to, Phil, it was sort of built around also the fact that there is a large slew of Bally's teams, Bally telecast teams that don't know the future. And so they're all sort of mirroring what the twins are. Like yep. it's all, it's everyone being cautious. So here's my question though. Does this just continue? 
Like, like there's, there's no, no answer deadlines. here. Yeah. This is all well, going to linger until mm-hmm. March. And the Twins yeah. are going to be on TV. There is no question, though, that if everyone else, Stella, keep it quiet. That there, there is no question that if everybody else, I, I'll come out there. Um, that if everybody else sort sort of goes down this path, like you're not, you're going to telecast your games, right, or televise your games. But those games, it's not like you're going to all of a sudden get a windfall of cash. So no. I guess my question, so I guess my question is this: Does this off season of sort of nothingness just continue? Well, in the absence of like a deadline or structure. That's yes, because because yeah. what's going to happen is half the teams in the league are dealing with this TV ambiguity and this revenue ambiguity, and so those teams are going to try and pull back the spending as much as possible. But the agents and the players that are free agents sitting out there are going to want to keep pushing. So what might wind up happening is the teams that like the Yankees have their own TV deal. There's some teams that are fine financially because they've got their own like owned and operated TV situations. They're going to wind up spending how they want to spend. But there's going to be the pool of players that wants money is going to is going to be larger than the amount of teams that are willing to spend it. So that what could happen as you get closer to spring training is there might be two or three players out there that you just get a one year discount on where. All right. Well, like that was kind of the covid year, right, where there was just like, oh, I guess we'll just get, like, get Lance Lynn for, you know, whatever it was that didn't turn out great for the twins. But there there might be a chance where, hey, the economic conditions are weird. And these guys want to report to a camp in spring training. So I, I guess begrudgingly, my client, Reese Hoskins, will just sign a one-year $12 million contract to get right and see what happens. Like, the Twins could benefit from that in a couple months from now. We'll it's going to be – essentially, it's going to be a form of unintentional, not agreed upon one with collusion. Co- collusion. Yeah. Like, they're all going to – but, but, I mean, this is – we keep talking about this, and it feels like we're talking about it like it's going to end soon. Yeah. I mean, if they this is going to go until they find it sounds like until teams find ways to capture revenue back from telecast that currently is just not there. So and again, I don't think the team should cut back drastically because this will be solved at some point in time. I don't think the, the billionaires that own these teams are going to agree with Sports Dad here. Yeah, no, but they should. They should listen to Sports Dad, Sports Consultant. You've got many different titles. They don't listen. They don't listen. And it hurts. Well, people should listen to you when you talk about Finch Home Solutions before we get to our Immaculate Grid challenge here, all right? Darn right. Dex, thank you very much. Because Finch Home Solutions, Finch, look, 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 look. Baseball's got problems. Football's got problems. You know what, though? The answer to any electrical problems in your home or elsewhere is Finch Home Solutions. Cody Finch and his team do an absolutely fantastic job. And I'm talking big or small projects. I'm talking rewiring your entire house, which... Might yeah. have to be done, which might have to be done. You might need your entire home rewired, or it might be just an outlet. But you know what? When it comes to the electrical world, you do not want to DIY it. You do not want to take chances. We're talking about your families. In my case, my my wife and my dog. You my know wife. what? They're precious to me. And guess what? If I try to do something by myself, I might burn my house down. You don't want that. And Finch Home Solutions, fast, courteous, professional. They are going to make sure that your home is safe and sound. FinchHomeSolutions.com. It's a uh, new redesigned website. It absolutely is as easy to navigate as possible. See all the options and also book an appointment as well. FinchHomeSolutions.com. And a shout out to our friends over at Summit Orthopedics. Okay, if you're on the injured list, you're on the, uh, the old, they used to call it the disabled list. Now it's the injured list. 
you're dealing with pain. Maybe it's UC, maybe it's an elbow, maybe it's a shoulder, maybe it's a, I don't know, an oblique, whatever athletes deal with baseball players. Summit Orthopedics is here. No referrals are needed. Same day appointments, 25 locations across the Twin Cities in greater Minnesota. And if you're really hurting, they also offer walk-in orthopedic urgent care seven days a week, starting at eight o'clock in the morning. You can learn more at summitortho.com. That's summitortho.com. Okay, it's time for an immaculate grid challenge. Okay, sent this to you guys. I think I think now we're we're getting more comfortable with the landscape of of this game, and so I think we should all on the days we're going to do it. Let's definitely be thinking about it during the morning here. Okay, so I sent this to you guys a couple hours ago. There are some former twins that come to mind mm-hmm. across this grid for sure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. we're looking for Red Sox, who was a Brave, Red Sox, who was a Met, and Red Sox Silver Slugger. Silver Slugger started in 1980, I believe. A giant, yep, 1980. A giant who was a Brave, a giant who was a Met, a giant Silver Slugger, an Astro who was a Brave, an Astro who was a Met, and an Astro Silver Slugger. Judd, what square would you like to start on here? Pick a square, any square. How about how about we start with the um, with the Giants and the Mets? Meet the Mets. Okay. Willie Willie Mays. Willie That's... Mays ended his sadly ended his career with the Mets, right? Yeah, he did. He did. But I was trying to think of former twins, and I feel like there's one former twin in particular that we are not using enough. Well, I have a and great, it's not Doug Mankiewicz. I have a great one for Astro Brave. Former twin. Okay. Oh, well, hold on. Well, Judd's about to say one for this. I, I, it sounded so, like he was talking out loud. I wasn't sure. Nope. Giants and the Mets. A great one because I bring this up because this guy covered a ton of teams in about 20 years. Latroy Hawkins. Yeah. Oh, the Hawk. He would also work for Mets and Strohs. He, he's a sneaky one. He's yeah. not he's quite really, Edwin Jackson or he's close. Jesse Orozco or Craig Kimbrell, by the way, just signed with the Orioles. He's, he's become, he could use him 100%, on here. 100%. Mm-hmm. He's great. So the Hawk, mm-hmm. I trust that. Okay. Unless we want to use him for – because he, he was an Astro, Astro too, right? Astro, too, yeah. Yep. I got yep. a couple names on that one, too, that can make some sense. Point Hawk. three. Point three percent. Okay. He's All right. What were, a... Which one were you looking at, Dex? Astros and Braves. Do you guys remember Jordan Schaefer, the center <laughs> fielder? <laughs> yes. Yep. Twin, former Twins, center field. I don't think we're going to get much more obscure than that. So. Love it. That's got to be point oh, point oh something. Come on. Point four. Point. Four. Oh wow. Okay. I'm shocked. And a, and a car- It's funny because he's a, got a Cardinals hat on too. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, okay, for for Giants Braves, whenever we can bust out my friend Jim Brower, we should bust out Jim Brower. So Jim Brower was he's he went, played, he's a pitcher for the Gophers. Uh, I consider him a a friend going back a while. He's he was a, a Yankee. He was a Giant. He was a Brave. Yep, Jimmy Brower. Let's go. Point oh three. Point oh. Oh, Jimmy Brower. Jimmy Brower, he deserves more than that, man. 0.03. I want to know, does any, is anyone else choosing Jim Brower in that situation? I don't know. Evidently not. Braves, Red Sox. So uh, Craig Kimbrell is going to be a big one there. Bartolo yeah. Colon works with both these. I will say oh. the 
Braves one will probably be more rare because people do remember him as the Met because he hit that famous yeah, home run as a Met. Run. Yep. Yeah. And, and there's more former Twins options for Mets and Red Sox as well. Oh, okay. Met, Mets, Mets, Red Sox would be like Frankie Viola, um, Mankiewicz, Doug Mankiewicz. Mankiewicz played for both. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Reardon started his career with the Mets, went to the Expos, and then became a twin. Ag- Aguilera. I think that like Aguilera uh, yeah. started with oh, the Mets. He, yeah, he did. That jerk of a reliever, Addison Reed, also was a Red Sox yep. and a Met. Yep. God, there's a lot of. Yep. Okay. What? What? Uh, Minkavich has to be, dude. Minkavich. What was it? what was the first one? Dex uh, Cologne I, Bartolo. Bartolo, Cologne. I think, would work for this He's square. So popular, so popular though. Steve Avery. Steve Avery. He was a brave throughout the nineties, and then, yeah, they, and then they ditched him. He went to the Red Sox. He, he was awful, the and this yeah, and that he was got it. lit up. Sayonara, see ya. Steve Avery. Not to be confused with Stephen Avery. How from about to say from uh, the Netflix series from the Murder? Nope. 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 Steve Avery. That guy, was a good that picture, guy man. looked like a serial killer, man. Steve Avery was a good pitcher. Babe Ruth? Okay. Babe Ruth Bo- finished his career with the Braves. Oh, Boston Braves. Awesome. Yeah. Braves. I think that's going to be high, too. I agree. Okay, let's narrow down. So we've mentioned Steve Avery for the top left square. Um, Rick Aguilera for Met uh, Red Sox. Is Bartolo alone remembered for yeah. Braves Red Sox? I don't I, think I feel so. Like I think you, they're so obscure. I feel like the Mets... Had, the Mets is going to be high for sure, but I like I know he's a popular name, but I don't know. And Steve Avery's him. probably high for Braves fans playing this game, and even so, Red Sox fans. Yeah, good it point. Was like, so yeah, we could try about... Bart. We could try Bart. Just be be Bart. under five percent. Give him a shot here. Alone. Give us a shot. One percent. One. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he wasn't a household. Certainly mm-hmm. not a household Red Sox. No, he wasn't. Okay, for the Red so-, so for the Red Sox Met, we've talked about uh, Reardon, Viola, Aguilera. Let's pick a former twin here. I would say Aggie or Minkavich because I think or Viola. Minkiewicz. I think he's known enough. I think those are the most obscure of those. I think two Aggie. Options. I think Aggie is going to be a popular choice to Phil's point of twins and Mets fans. Mm-hmm. Like Minkavich bounced. He's actually a great grid guy. Let's do Dougie. Plus, people can't spell it when they try to type his name in. So that's ten percent of point. people. Right. This will be under two percent. Point seven. Point seven, dude. Do we want to go Silver Sluggers or do we want to go to that Astros Mets square here? Astros Mets. I mean, the most obvious ones are going to be Nolan Ryan, Nolan Ryan. Carlos Beltran, um, Rusty Staub played for both. He was, he was great for both, rusty, but it was, rusty it was 40 years ago. And, I might, and I know. He's I don't hate that. The Grand Orange. Great shot. Uh, for whatever reason, 90s baseball players, when I was a kid, any like any former twin or cub stands out to me. My, I've told you guys before, we've used him on a Cubs-Astros square. I had, for whatever reason, Jose Vizcaino was one of my favorite baseball players as a kid i had like his baseball card and stuff yeah. he was i grew up watching him on wgm uh wgn as a as a cub he then went on to be a met and an astro throughout the 90s too but he's also like one of the most well-known utility players on all of those teams so he might hmm. he might be higher than rusty i would say those are pr- two pretty good billy wagner also was a closer for both these organizations yeah but 
but he's he's going to be the, the most well known of those three names, right? What's uh, what's your level of confidence in Rusty? Oh, it's extremely high. He played for the Expos, the Tigers. I mean, in terms the... of rarity score, rarity. Score. Oh, um, I mean, it's pre- it, it's it's a long, long time ago. So unless there's a bunch of geriatrics who jumped on to to play this game, I think it's pretty rare. I think I think this but is I mean, safe. I think this okay. is safe. But I mean, I'm I'm not adverse to Vizcaino too. So both. Let's of my try favorite. Rusty. Let's try Rusty. Both. Of my B under five. Under five. Three. 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 See, so we're, the geriatrics aren't doing the grid. No, they don't even know how to log on. So from for we have three silver sluggers <laughs> left, and we're sitting at one. I hate two, this. we're sitting under five percent rarity score with we silver sluggers. All right, we got national. And All right, Dex, I got pitcher. Dex, give me pictures. There's give a, me pictures. Can I give you? I have a pitcher option too. Yep. All right, for the Astros. Oh, Mike Hampton. Mike Hampton. Mike Hampton won like five or six was, consecutive, mostly with the Rockies, but he also, I think, he won them across yeah, multiple. He's teams, like one of the best pitch, uh, hitting pitchers ever. Love it, Mike Hampton. He had uh, one year. What nice. was he? Oh, there he is. Two percent. One year, Mike Hampton, who was mostly a an Astro in his career, and and then he wound up he wound up with the Rockies on a huge contract. Oh yeah, and was yep. awful as a pitcher because every pitcher in Rockies history is off awful because of the uh, the altitude. But he once with the Rockies hit like eight or nine home runs and hit like he had over 300. He was literally like a designated hitter caliber guy when he was out there. Wow. So, okay. Okay. Okay, So I'm pretty sure this happened. This is not a pitcher, but it's a current former twin. Donnie barrels, I believe won the silver slugger in the COVID year. He, uh, he, yep. With the giants. Yeah. And he's a Donnie very Barrels. forgotten like silver slugger. Like it might, even though it's like four years ago. Like yeah, do, do, do people remember that? Donnie Barrels. It was uh, his last year because he was Giants Reds Twins, but he uh, he he hit over three hundred like multiple times. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be. I mean, other Giants options across. There's a lot of uh, just. Because we're looking for like really good hitters at defensive positions. I believe Mad Bum too won a. He was a really good hitter for a pitcher, uh, Bumgarner. Matt Williams. Matt, ooh. Matt, Matt Williams. Williams. Will Clark. Yeah, I mean those those teams were. The, in the late '90s, early 2000s, you had Jeff Kent, Barry Bonds, Rich Aurelia was one of the best hitting shortstops. Oh, Rich Aurelia. Buster Posey, obviously. Um. I mean. That's a good list. Yeah, I do. Rem- I do remember uh, when the twins when the twins signed or traded for how they acquired Donnie Barrels. I do remember being shocked that he won the mm-hmm. Silver Slugger, but that's probably the lowest probably one. one. I would say yeah. that one or like Matt Williams. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Barrels is going to be Donovan. Don Barrels. Oh my God! Point six. Point nine. Was it? Look point, at that. I can't read that. Point, point six. six. Point six. And look at that smile. He's just so happy to be on this grid. <laughs> point. Okay. The Red Sox historically right. since 1980 have a ton of options here, right? You got D- David Ortiz. Yep. I think they gave out silver sluggers yep. for DH in the American League. Manny Ramirez, likely. Nomar. Nomar. The, the rare or the ones maybe Boggs. that are like forgotten are like Veritech, 
Um, I think Jacoby Ellsbury and like like he almost won MVP one year with the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Ellsbury yeah. would would work here. He probably should have won it over Morno actually. That yeah. that O six year. Yeah. Did Pedroia? Mike Greenwell in left field might have won one. Who else? And Mike Greenwell, we've used a couple times before. He's like the of all these hitters, he was a great hitter in like the late eighties, early nineties for the Red Sox. Yeah, it was good. And nobody talks about him because Mo Vaughn was the best hitter on that team, which Mo Vaughn would be another option. Ooh, that's good. Well, Mo Vaughn's interesting. I think Mo Vaughn's forgotten as far as we could have used him on the on the Mets square there too, but I think in general, of all of all these names that you could throw out the last like twenty years, thirty years of Red Sox, I, I we've used and we've used them a couple times for like I don't know what the categories were like hundred RBIs or whatever. But Mike Greenwell, Mike Greenwell's a forgotten man. Okay, are yeah. are you pretty? Just to make sure, are you pretty sure he won one? Like I I would think I mean, he did. He was but like, I'm really bad at this part. I don't trust um, myself. A lot I of mean, times. he was. I am confident that in his probably seven years or whatever with the Red Sox that he was legitimately one of the best hitting okay. outfielders. He was really good. I just I'm really bad at this part of it and I don't want to sabotage our chances. No, you're good. I think you're All good right. here. All right, Mike okay. Greenwell. One time. Played like ten years. Yeah, it's good. Now we're good. We're good here. Mikey Green, Mikey G. A ten yeah. Oh my god. Let's go. Oh I think my that god. beats the thirteen. That's great. Oh my god. Oh two percent on Mike Greenwell. Yep, let's look him up real quick here. Mike Greenwell. Mike Greenwell reference. He. Okay, he he only won one Silver Slugger. So uh, we, were, we were living on I, the edge. But he was a multi-time All Star. You know what? Actually, Mike Greenwell. He was. Yeah, we were living on the edge there a little bit. Uh, he he was a really good player, but he really peaked for like two or three years. I thought it was yep. more like a five, six year peak into the mid nineties. Well, he played into the mid nineties, but his peak was, was much more like a three year, four year, maybe three year peak. So anyhow, bank That's it. We got Mike, Mike Greenwell for an obscure hundred RBI Red Sox, an obscure silver slugger, uh, all-star 300 hitter as well. Bank just let's keep banking this, this stuff for later. Some good former twins in that. Yeah, if we can, if we can use former twins for as many squares as possible, that's the oh, I love it. That's yeah, the holy grail here. But all right, I know you guys got to run here to uh, a little purple daily purple access. So thank you guys for hanging out with us here, Score North Twin Show during hot stove season or cold stove season. Is kind of what it's shaping up to be. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> all right, boys. All right. Well,